there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. It's the middle of the week and the Saints have a Thursday game. So we're just a little bit early for you. I'm Ralph Marlboro and it's time to talk to our fearless leader, Dave Cariello from Canal Street Chronicles and Kevin Held. Uh, weekly contributor of the Power Rankings. Me and Kevin will get into James Bond a little bit later. He disparaged Pierce Brosnan, who I really like as Bond. But we'll get into that a little later, Kevin. Uh, it's it's Falcon Week, which means we're just all filled with hatred and loathing of the Falcons. Um, Dave, before we get to the Falcon game and the Saints pretty much season hangs in the balance, uh, your thoughts on the San Francisco game? Um. Tough to watch, uh, you know. It kind of felt like it kind of felt like we had it in our grasp, and we just sort of let it slip through our fingers. Um, I can't tell you how frustrating it was to see Drew throw that pick six right before the end of the half. Um, equally, if not more frustrating, to see him throw another pick six um, in the second half. Uh, it's just frustrating because I I, I think. Um, even if they don't score on that drive, and they could have scored on that drive, and they could have either made it 17 to seven or or possibly even 21 to seven. Um, I think if either of those things happen, I think the total total outcome of the game changes. I think the San Francisco's mentality heading into the locker room is a little different. I think their game plan changes. Come um, playing from behind as they go into the second half. Uh, I think the Saints' momentum. Uh, carries through to that second half. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying that Breeze lost. The reason the Saints lost is because of Breeze, and I'm not saying that Breeze, uh, is the, you know, blew the game. Uh, but he blew I the game. Think, it's okay. You can well, say. I, 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 no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. What I would say is, what I would say is that it absolutely changed the course. The, the turn, it, it was the turning point of the entire game, and and, and to say otherwise or, or to not agree with that. Um, and I don't really care if this offends somebody, but I think you're an absolute moron if you don't agree with that. Well, let me... I mean, I, I think that was absolutely the turning point of the game. Um, and it, 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 it was just really frustrating. I really do think if he doesn't throw that interception uh, and that picks, even if he throws an interception and it doesn't go for a score, uh, I really think the Saints win that game. And this whole me... season is, is – is, the door the, the, the the door was – that's the other thing that was frustrating for me is they had the late game. They had the opportunity to – well, not so much the team, but fans at least because I'm sure the Saints weren't paying attention to, to what was going on during the noon games. But the fans had the opportunity to see what happened to all the other teams that are in playoff contention, the Vikings, the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, they all lost. Seahawks. And, and, and I tweeted before the game, and it was about to start as I was sitting in my dorm, I, I said, really, the, the – the NFC playoff city had parted. The Saints <laughs> were standing there, and uh, they just had to cross it. And 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 the minute that Drew Brees threw that pick six before the half, they were halfway making the trek across the sea, and the waters just mm-hmm. collapsed them on them. 
Well, uh, me... and and so it's just it was just it was just super frustrating. I mean, the good news is, and I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna be done, and I'm gonna let you talk, Ralph. <laughs> and the good news is, all those teams did lose, so technically, the Saints really are still in the same position they were before, with the exception of now they really have to win every single game. But had they won against the Niners, um, I wouldn't say that they'd be sitting in the catbird seat, but they would really be uh, in a good position to, to make the playoffs. And they could have afforded to maybe lose one of those games, maybe even this, this one to, uh, tomorrow against Atlanta. But now it's a must win. Well, I mean, I think I think it, it they're actually closer to the playoffs because I think I think with all the teams losing ahead of them they're nine and seven. They have to beat Atlanta because I don't see them beat winning four straight. But uh, one I want to ask you this, Dave, because you you go to other games. My mom, who goes to all the games too, she talked to me after and she was she said one thing that really struck me. She she said, Ralph, the crowd was electric when it was fourteen to seven after that interception and was dying to just take the Saints home. That's how close they were. So, was she... I mean, your mom, you know, your, your mom's obviously a fairly intelligent person. I'm not sure where, where you came from, but, I mean, I agree with her. Uh, I would say that the, at least in the first half, that the Superdome crowd was the loudest they'd been all, all season. Yeah. Um, so, Kevin... Uh, where, because it's it's almost like I saw this on Twitter. I think it was the angry Huda who said it. You know, he's like, can we all just pretend that Sunday never happened? Because it kind of didn't. Because the Saints are right where they were when you woke up on Sunday. So, but how do you how do you assess where they are? in terms of the defense getting better and just your overall feeling of if this team can sort of fire it back up and make a run. Because sometimes you'll look at a team and you'll be you – know, like I look at teams they're competing against. I look at Minnesota. They don't feel like they're making a run. Tampa, they might. I look at Seattle. I don't feel like Seattle's making a run. So do you feel like the Saints have it have it in them? I'm not sure if they do. Your thought? Uh, I, I I still believe Seattle has the advantage. I mean, they went to Miami, and and they nearly won. Obviously, they didn't, but they, you know, Miami nearly coughed up that game. Oh, I mean, we we, we we talked about. I mean, you were tweet, you were saying it on Twitter the whole time, how your <laughs> wife was flipping out, how you were just like ready to go commit seppuku because the 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 the, uh, the Dolphins were, you know. Or, or Seattle was going to win. Or, uh, a TV was nearly yeah. broken in the bedroom at, during right. that pick by Tannehill. That's all I'm going to say. Right. So, so for Seattle to to lose, it really put the Saints in good position. But and now that they've lost, I still say Seattle still has the easier pass. Uh, Thursday game is 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 really what I guess has me worried. Uh, just the the short turnaround, like after all that build up, and then to just have the balloon deflate, it's it's kind of like ramming a Macy's Day uh, balloon into the side of a building, watching it suddenly collapse and deflate, and then watching all the people scurry to a avoid getting hit by it, and yeah. then b scurry back to try and reflate it quickly so they can keep moving, and you know. 
the game being tomorrow, it just it's just got me kind of bummed because now you know they, they got to go to Atlanta and fucking deal with the Falcons and and all that nonsense and you know the confidence is going to be shaken and you know you got the question uh you know can can the secondary uh you know can can the no catching motherfuckers catch another interception again in the first half can the off- the spirit of performance is what defines Acura and now it's electric Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Can Drew Brees' offensive line actually protect his ass? Uh, will they sort out what the hell they're going to do with Darren Sproles? Will, will fucking Pierre Thomas... Uh, get on the field and actually play a whole, you know, a litany of questions relating to all phases of the damn game. And again, it's a Thursday night game. If this was Sunday, if it was going to be on Sunday, I'd be, I'd be, you know, my usual worried self, but I'd be much closer to, you know, tweeting hashtag we got this than than I am currently. Currently I'm like, son of a bitch, man. I'm gonna have to watch the fucking Falcons probably eke out a, sh- a shit win and and the, the, those those clown shoes get to uh you know Roddy White T V get to tweet how, oh we kept the Saints from being getting the playoffs, ha 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 and you know, even though they'll get bounced in the second round, it just they're still technically going to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's mean... Just, that, that's what sucks. Yeah, I mean, the thing I worry about the Thursday night game, Dave, is, that, is sometimes I feel like in the Thursday night game, one of the teams just comes out, and they're just kind of... I don't know if you say dead legs or whatever, but I mean... Now maybe it's because Jackson, like teams like Jacksonville are terrible or whatnot, but like Minnesota came out in that Thursday night game, and they just looked kind of dead and they were playing at home against Tampa and Tampa just rolled them. How concerned are you that because the saints are traveling and are on the road, the short week hits them harder than Atlanta. And they played the three o'clock game. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 
probably pretty much the shortest amount of time between two games that you could that you could probably have. I don't think the league would give you some, anything shorter. Did the Jets? Goodell will find a way. I, I, don't think, think, I don't think they would give you a Sunday night game or a Monday Monday night game and then have you I think they gave Baltimore a Sunday Sunday night and then a Thursday game, I think. I think nah, that'd be surprising. But yeah, that's I mean I I know Baltimore what this year or like last year? This year. I think they played I think they uh, played Baltimore um, did have yeah, they did have some some weird scheduling. I'm looking at it now. I think so I wanna I wanna say Baltimore played Thursday they played Sunday night and then they played Thursday. That's okay, even di- that's even a bigger dick than what Goodell's given the Saints, Kevin. That's true. No, that really is. Um, Roger Goodell hey. is still a fucking penis. He He's is still a fucking penis. I'm going to take a fucking sharpie. I'm going to go to NFL HQ in New York City, and I'm going to take a sharpie, draw a little line at the top of his forehead, and say, "You look like a fucking penis." He's <laughs> a big fat penis. <laughs> Anyway, to answer your question, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't think traveling to Atlanta is that big of a deal. And I mean, they do it once every year at least. So, uh, you know, they both have to deal with the short weeks. So, I'd say it's, I'd say it's probably fairly equal. I, I think, I think the bigger problem for the Saints is that they suck and the Falcons are good. <laughs> <It's a huge laughs> Kevin, oh, I think. Yeah, it, well, we'll see. I mean, Kevin, the, the the I think with the moves that the Saints have made, it kind of proves that uh, Zach Streif is going to play because um, they didn't, you know, they put the they put the tackle on IR and they didn't sign another one. You know, they brought up the tight end from the practice squad. So you know, if they didn't think Streif was going to play and they thought Danger Will Robinson was going to play, uh, they would need another tackle in that spot, but they didn't. So I'm feeling pretty pretty good about the offensive line, but this offensive line has shown, even when it's had all its parts, it melted down against Kansas City uh, yep. inexplicably. Uh, it melted down against Washington the first week inexplicably. Portions of the, the Carolina game, it did so. How concerned are you with this offensive line on the road in a primetime atmosphere, Atlanta fans are going to be fired up. They're going to want to exercise their demons against the Saints. How concerned are you about this offensive line? And let's just say Streif is going to play. I'm still concerned. I'm still, here's, the, here's the thing about the Redskins. The Redskins were fucking sneaky because RG3 side. RG3 side, and that's a huge reason. But the Redskins front seven was pretty fucking good. It was pretty fucking good, and and the offensive line just got apparently caught off guard, and you know the Saints still managed to drop thirty two. So if if, if if I tell you what, if the Saints, if the offensive line wants to put up uh, the turnstile situation like they did against uh, Kansas City and the Redskins, fine. But put up those fucking points like you did against Kansas City and Washington. The problem then, the flip side then is, can the no-catching motherfuckers catch uh, an interception or two and hang on, you know, and get off the field, prevent uh, the offense 
uh, Atlanta's offense from from moving the ball around and, and chewing up clock. Well, then I mean, okay. Just, just, I mean, just don't give up the explosive plays. They gave up explosive plays against Washington. They gave up explosive plays uh, against Kansas City, and and that's the shit that got them back in the game, and that's what you know signaled the the beginning of the end in that one. Well, I feel like. Well, I mean, I, I think I, I, given a, these these games that you're mentioning, they're all early season games, and if I'm being honest with you, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think we've seen lots of improvement uh, on the Saints defense over those first three, four games. Um, oh, I'm not disagreeing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know you're not. Um, and so I've got way more faith in them uh, now than I did, let's say, in, in week five or week six. Um, they've been, they have been catching the ball. Um, they've had at least one interception, and I would say, what, the last three games at least. Um, again, if you take if you take back Drew's two turnovers and his two interceptions, uh, you know they wind up on the on the plus side of the turnover margin. But really and truly, uh, I think the defense has consistently gotten better each game as it's gone along. Which is, you know, unfortunately, I think it's too little, too late. But I mean, I, I like I like what I'm seeing, and you know. At least has me hopeful for next season. I hate to say that I'm not thinking about next season, but uh, I am thinking about it a little bit. So at, at this, you know, in, in week 13, whatever week we're in here, um, after what I saw last week, Mike, I, I'm more concerned now with the offense. And, and uh, it's just, it, and this has always been the case. It's just like, when are the Saints? The Saints need to put. You know, two game, a, a game, a complete game together. They need to play good on defense and they need to play good on offense at the same time. I mean, most of the first half of the season, offense played well and well enough to win, and the defense wasn't holding up their end of the bargain. And now I feel like the tables have completely turned, and now it's the defense that's that's coming through and doing what they're supposed to do, and the offense is is dropping the ball. I mean, you take away 14 points from Drew Brees, and the Saints win that game. Yeah, I think. Uh, so, you know, and they finally held them to under four. It seems like every week they're holding opponents to less and less yardage. And, hey, the Niners are they're a good team. I mean, it's not, it's not like they're doing it against crappy teams. The Niners are a good team. Yeah, I think the one thing about the the offense, Kevin, I will say is um, I'm willing to give San Francisco a lot of credit more so than blaming the Saints. I mean, the turnovers were the Saints' fault, but in the last ten minutes of that game – I'm more. I'm willing to say, what San Francisco did to the Saints and whip them up front. I don't think anybody else in the NFL can do that to the Saints. I don't think Atlanta can, even with the home crowd. I mean, they have John Abraham, and he's he's old, but he's still good. He's got nine sacks. But the difference between Atlanta's front four and San Francisco's front four. I mean, let's let's be serious. It's not even a comparison. No. No, Francisco, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm saying this not looking at a single, goddamn number. But if I had to guess, I would say that Frisco has what the, if, if not the best and top three, defensive lines in, in the game. I would, say, I would say they're the best. I don't. I would say, I would say maybe number two would be the. You could say the Giants. And you might throw in, 
te- the Texans. You know, you could you could argue either way, but with San Francisco, you got you got Smith, you got Alden Smith, Justin Smith, the guy with the long hair. I can't pronounce his name, but he's in their tackle. So, um, how concerned, Kevin? The last time the Saints went on went on the road and played a good team, it was Denver, and they got housed. Um, yeah. The, well, the, here's 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 a key here's a key fucking difference, <laughs> and this is something that I that that'll boost my spirits here. Number eighteen or number two, a number eighteen. Okay, ain't, ain't no fucking opponents gonna hang out to catch Matt Ryan outside the stadium to ask for his fucking autograph. Okay, that shit ain't happening. You can have all the Gillette money you want, pal. Uh, you ain't eighteen. So I'm gonna say there's a slight disparity uh, in that regard. Uh, Dave, I'm gonna ask you. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a t- by the by the way, uh, you, you were talking about the, the, the Niners and, and giving them props, and I certainly give them props. They're an awesome team right now on Canal Street Chronicles. We're talking about whether the 49ers linebackers, uh, whether they can be compared to the Dome Patrol. Um, you know, here's the here's the thing with the Dome. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Dome Patrol that I think is a comparison in their favor, which uh, allows them to be, I think the only linebacking crew that can be, say you can say is better than them is the Steelers because the Steelers have four Super Bowls. But the, the the thing with the Dome Patrol, Dave, is the Saints' defense was for, for like, you know, a three-year period was in the top five, and for back-to-back years they were, they were, they gave up 200 points. I think it was 204 and 200 in back-to-back years. They didn't have any other Pro Bowl pos- players at any other position on the Saints defense. Not on the D-line, not in the secondary. San Francisco, as good as their linebackers are, they've got two pro bowlers on the D-line, and they've probably got two pro bowlers in the back end. So, I think that alone makes them not quite as impressive as the Dome Patrol. It's a fair point. But Dave, I want to ask you this, um, and, and I—it's part of you know—it's part of me as I have to write this column for Channel Four, so I go back and forth. I try to pick, an, and the thing is, I'm trying to decide: is Atlanta a legitimate Super Bowl team? So, Dave, I'm gonna—I want you to answer that, but I want you—I'm gonna do it in the form of a, a serious, complicated question. What's gonna happen first? Tulane is gonna win the Big East, <laughs> or Atlanta is gonna win the Super Bowl? Tulane will win the Big East before oh, the uh, And I have I am ye of little faith when it comes to my uh, alma mater's football program. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I think Atlanta is definitely a legitimate contender. And they certainly have a chance and they're going to be in good position because they'll definitely have the top seed in the NFC and home field advantage. But I just, you know, they haven't proven that they can make a playoff run. Um and I, I really do. I feel like they're in in line for another early entry. They just don't seem to have what it takes to finish strong. Um, so I, I just I don't really believe in them on, uh, in that respect. But I mean, they definitely have a good team. You know, if, if you fast forward it to three months from now and you're like, oh yeah, the Falcons won the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, really, the Falcons won the Super Bowl? 
you know, it's believable. But do I think they're going to do it? No. And uh, and I think Tulane's got a long way to go before they can steal the team that's going to be able to win in the Big East. Like, I guess it all depends on whether Louisville leaves. Uh, you know, that that would maybe make a difference. But, uh, you know, I'm, it'll be interesting to see how well they compete in basketball, too, because the Big East is obviously a basketball powerhouse. Until everybody leaves. <laughs> and then it'll just be Conference USA again. I mean, they're basically—I know—basically they're just switching places. I mean, it's—it's it's a bit silly this whole thing, but uh, I think it's a good step for Tulane. I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, 2014 <laughs> now is—is—I <laughs> love how Kevin thinks this is funny when he went to Loyola. Um, I know. I—I I know. And by the way, your your Loyola basketball is losing to Tulane basketball in the Battle of Ferret Street, so you really can't be laughing right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, 2014, I'm super excited. New stadium, new conference. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, as a fan, that gets me excited. But as, a, as somebody who makes his money off the university, I'm really hoping it also means extra money in my pocket. Well, of course, Dave, Dave's always looking to make bank. But uh, I will say this about Tulane. And hopefully my property value raises, too. Yeah, I will say this about Tulane football as a guy who's in a, a football pool at 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 work where the winner's going to get like about 800 bucks and you have to Ooh. pick you have to pick any you can pick any game you want any five games you want college or pro every week uh I went through a stretch during the year where it didn't matter who Tulane played and what the line was I was picking against them and <laughs> the last month Dave they got better and I would look at it and I'd be like ah that line's too big they started winning games so I I, I see improvement and this Tulane minute has been brought to you by uh Canal Street Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, when you yeah. Dave, Dave brought it up, and I, you know, I just look at Atlanta. And I don't think they're, a, I don't think they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I would be, I would Dave, Dave saying he would not be surprised if he woke what? up in the first week of February and somebody told him say, the fucking Falcons won the Super Bowl. I would be shocked. <laughs> I would be but, fucking shocked but, if I went to a coma. Now, but Kevin, somebody woke me up on the first Monday in February and said, Kevin, um, we've got you tied down. Uh, you have terrible, you have terrible news. Terrible You're news. never going to walk news. again. You're never going to walk Falcons. again. And the Falcons won the Super Bowl. You'd be like, no, the Falcons won the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I, would be, I, I would be aghast. I well, would be absolutely aghast. Well, Kevin, though, what it's, 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 I I can't I can't fathom I can't fathom the Falcons winning the Super Bowl. I just can't. Well, I can't. What is it? What I is? I could see them. I could see them. Is it your? You know, they're going to go into the. They're going to go into the playoffs. Is it one specific thing that you see about them that you say this is going to keep them from winning the Super Bowl, or is it just your blind hatred of Atlanta that you're like your mind can't comprehend it? A little bit of column A, a little, a lot more column B. I mean, uh, you know, hey, 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 look, look, I'm sure there were some fucking Falcon fans in 09 that were like, Saints, whatever, whatever the Saints, whatever, brah, whatever, brah, let's go to Buckhead. Uh, you know, this is, this is know, the part where Kevin names the only town district in, in Atlanta that he knows. Yeah, pretty much, because I went there, and it was very nice. Um, 
Went, went to a nice uh, went to a nice uh, nightclub. Uh, got to dance with a uh, with a big black chick. I I, I, it, it, I swear it, to God, it, it was yeah, like I walked, Lewis. I walked into a fucking uh, oh I, now I can't remember the guy's name. So uh, I walked into a fucking Tyler Perry movie, and it was great. It was phenomenal. Came out okay, unscathed. Got to see a Braves game. No fuss, no muss. Um, point is, the point is that Falcons fans were, I'm sure, writing off the Saints' chances in 09, and that's fine, just like I'm writing off the Falcons' chances now. But if you're telling, if you're telling me that I'm supposed to believe that, that the Falcons, who have demonstrated in both the regular season and the postseason an inability to close, an inability to get shit done when it matters, to put somebody away. Well, but they would, I'm, I'm, they I'm would say win all these close games. We win all these close games this year, Kevin. We're, we're, that's what makes us different. That's what I think if we had somebody from a Falcon fan on that, that's what they would say. they say, man, we won seven games by a touchdown or less. This year is different. We're going to win the close games. And we're not going to get dump trucked in the playoffs again for the fourth time. Seeing is believing because, again, you're going to have the Packers. You're, you're probably going to have the Chicago, who hopefully will have a fully healthy Jay Cutler. You're going to have the Giants. Uh, who, who am I forgetting? You probably gonna have uh, San Francisco. You're gonna have San Francisco, Frisco, the Giants, Frisco, and and then you're either gonna have uh, Seattle, Tampa, who you barely got by, or the Saints. Christ fucking help you if it's the Saints. And, and, and again, I'm 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 not even thinking about the playoffs for the Saints. I'm just thinking I, I just want the Saints to be I. Part of me, part of me wants the Falcons to go fourteen and two, but the only two losses are to the Saints. Well, <laughs> that would be kind of cool. That would be. I more. would, I would personally fucking love it. I hope, I hope the Falcons average out winning by a touchdown or less in all fourteen of their games, and their two losses are to the Saints. Well, that Andrew- would just be the greatest mind fuck for the entire season, and then, and, and then they get, and then they get uh, skull fucked. As I'm wont to say, they get skull fucked in the second round by whoever, and and they they can you know cram their 14 and two record up their ass. Uh, Andrew Juge said if if the Falcons could be 14 and three and all three losses would be to the Saints, he would lick pavement for a mile. And I said I would drink Roseanne Barr's sweat. Um, <laughs> so Kevin, what would you do? For the Falcons to be fourteen and three, and the Saints pull off the triple. Oh God! It might be better than a second Super Bowl. I'd have to think about it for a day. Uh, no way! I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Let me tell you, I could take. I could fucking take the reverse. I could. Well, obviously, I couldn't take the reverse because if you lose a, a third game, that means you got bounced. But I could take getting swept for whatever reason. I don't know how it could feasibly happen, but I could see I could take losing every division game against Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa, and still winning the Super Bowl. I could easily take that. Fuck, I could see losing to the Falcons, getting getting fucked 
by the Falcons in the regular season, and if we played the Cowboys getting spanked by the Cowboys, or if we played the Pittsburgh Steelers getting spanked by them, or getting spanked by the 49ers, and in the end, raising the Lombardi Trophy. You know what? You can run your fucking mouths about a regular season win. You got that trophy in the end? Okay. Okay. Yeah, but... You know, pat yourself, pat yourself on the back in the long fucking off season. We'll be having a parade. Thank you very much. Dave, what would you do for uh, for, for Atlanta to be 14-3 and three and all three losses be to the Saints? I would, um, hmm. I would probably wear a beard for an entire year made up of Richard Simmons's pubic hair. Are we just going like disgusting things or are we saying things that we think we would feasibly do? Either. You're saying I couldn't feasibly make a beard out of Richard Simmons' pubic hair? I think you I, could. He, I think to differ, Kevin. He still, he still teaches aerobics classes, apparently. I read that online today in Los Angeles at 65. Kevin? You, does, you, you, you read that on SB Nation, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I, well, because here's the thing. I was thinking that what I would do is I would light my Xbox on fire. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's serious things. Uh, I mean that's it. I mean that that is that is my connection to you know keeping me from boredom. Well, uh, we won't be bored on Thursday night, obviously. Dave, uh, you know you have to deal with the play-by-play people for the NFL Network. I I might just go mute. Oh, they're the worst. They they are. I mean. Mike Mayock. It's, it's been a while since I've seen a uh, Thursday night game. Is it Mike Mayock? Is it Mike Mayock? Yeah, Mike Mayock is pretty. He's he's kind They're of just so boring. Yeah. Um, but Dave, what what one thing before you give me a score prediction? What one thing would happen in the game where you would be like, "Oh shit, I didn't see that coming." Um, um, like in a good way or a bad way either either or both Um, man I got quite a few Uh, uh, I'll just give you one I guess they keep the Falcons to under 200 total yards okay let's see that happening that's crazy. That's some crazy ass shit there. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, give, give me something that you think. That shit, cray cray. It's just cray cray, good or bad. Wow, I mean, wow, that's that's that is bold right there. Um, if Drew Brees wore a beard, they had a Richard Simmons pubic hair. That would be cray. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I would say that if the Saints rushed for a total of over 200 yards, I would think that would be... <laughs> that was going to be my other thing. I didn't say both of them. I wanted to have Kevin have a chance. They, I tell you what, I tell you what, 200 yards, I, I'll, 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 I'll change it up. If they rushed for more yards than they passed for. Yeah, that's never going to happen. Like, like, like if Drew Brees somehow only passed for like a buck sixty. Which you know could happen, 
and if the Saints decided to rush for, you know, a buck eighty. Like, oh, I have another would, one. That What's that? that I, have a, I have another one. That would be totally crazy um, if Drew Brees didn't throw a touchdown and his streak ended. And the Saints won. That would right. be some crazy-ass shit. Um, I was going to say Matt Ryan pulling another five-interception game out of his ass. No, uh, that's totally believable. You think I, – I don't think he was – I don't think <laughs> – No, I'm kidding. Not against the Saints. <laughs> well, I can tell you they won't win because the Saints – you might drop five potential interceptions. Oh my god! It would be the no mother, no catching motherfuckers, um, grand symphony. Drop like <laughs> drop like six interceptions. I think that would break Twitter, Dave. Um. So Dave, give me a give me a score on the game. Twenty-seven twenty. Saints. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. So so you're. You're sounding really down about the Saints talking about 2013, but if they win, they'll be six and six. And if it, the, all the teams ahead of them have are not favored this Sunday, so they could be in. You're feeling like they're going to be six and six. They'll probably be in prime playoff position when we have the next podcast. Why? Why are you so down, Dave? Uh, well, I mean, just listen to yourself. You know, they're struggling just to get to even. Like that's not good. Well, I, I, I mean, you're like getting all this. Oh my God, Dave, what are you? How could you be thinking about 2013 if the Saints beat Atlanta? They'll beat six and six. It's unheard of. I mean, you got to listen to yourself for fuck's sake, Jesus. Well, I, uh, I mean, it's in. Thing. I mean, I'm just saying, like, no, I don't think. I, uh, look, I'll say it right now: nine and seven, nine and seven doesn't get in the playoffs. Every team in the playoffs will be ten and six or better. Um, and I don't give a shit whether the other teams are favorite or not. Uh, I really, well, I guess it could still be their opportunity. That's all I'm going to say. No, I think they can, because they can beat Atlanta. But, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm worried about Atlanta. I think that's the toughest game. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think the Giants next week are the harder game. It's in New York. It'll be colder. I mean, I know the Saints have historically, in recent history, done well against the Giants, but they look good. Yeah. Uh, this past week, and Atlanta, we know we can beat them. We already beat them. Um, they're they're a known entity. I mean, you just you can throw out records. It's it's, it's a it's a pick 'em game uh, when it comes to the Falcons and the Saints. I mean, it doesn't matter what the records are. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It's all up in the air. These two teams know each other so well. You know, they're so familiar with each other, uh, and it just really is going to be about who who's who's just more on top of their game and who makes less mistakes on Thursday. So I, I wouldn't think it would – I don't think the Saints beating the Falcons is a sign or should be a sign to Saints fans saying, okay, we got this. I don't think I don't think you start the hashtag, we got this, just because you beat the Falcons a second time. You beat the Giants after beating the Falcons? Oh, baby, throw, throw, start throwing out the hashtag, we got this. Uh, but until that happens, uh, I'm, I'm still nervous about this whole season. Kevin, uh, give me a prediction. Uh, yeah, uh, twenty to eighteen Saints. Uh, respectfully disagree with Dave. I think nine and seven will be the sixth seed. Uh, whether or not it ends up being Seattle, Tampa, or New Orleans, you know, that's still up in the air. But uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'd say nine and seven will be will be the sixth seed. Um, what 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 what, what else? What what else can can I uh, can I uh, pick here? Because I, I was I was just so 
so taken aback by uh, by Dave's wonderful rant there. It was. It was. It was. It was fantastic. But but I think we we have a little like uh, a divide here because I'm with you, Kevin. I, not nine and seven will be the sixth seed, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if the Saints get to nine and seven, it'll be the Saints because I could. You could come up with a scenario where you have two and three and four teams nine and seven. Like you know. You, yeah, but the Saints. The Saints would have the tiebreaker because they would have. I've already done all this. Oh my! The Saints, they'd have the tiebreaker over Tampa Bay because they, because we're assuming the Saints win out. So if the Saints beat everybody else, they play from here on out. So they have the tiebreaker over Tampa Bay because in the division head-to-head is first, yeah. and so they have the head-to-head. If it's Seattle, I went and looked at this. I don't even think it matters what Seattle. I think Seattle's played most of their NFC games already. But if they were tied with Seattle, I'm pretty sure the Saints would have the better. NFC record within the NFC, which would give them the tiebreaker. So they they have the tiebreaker over Seattle. Uh, I don't think Minnesota is is going to be in there, and um, uh, the Cowboys, I suppose, would be the other team. I don't know if they're going to make it either. So I can tell you this: if it's between Seattle and and Tampa Bay, and if they all have the same record, I am almost positive that that the Saints make it. Okay. Well, I I think the only other team. Wow. You might have to worry about if, if Washington could, could beat the Giants this week. They, Washington now has – yeah, Washington has sort of filled that spot that Dallas had because Dallas lost and Washington won. Um, and in that situation, we probably – it would go to it would go to NFC record again. I don't know what Washington's NFC record would be. Yeah, it's weird, though, because I remember in 2004, the Saints ended up in like a four-way tie with 8-8, eight and eight, and – the Rams ended up going to the playoffs, and the Saints were like, "We beat the Rams. We kicked the sh- I think the Saints kicked the shit out of them that year." And they're like, "The Rams are going in eight and eight, and we're not, and we're like a four-way tie. What is this?" But so you never you never know quite how it's going to go. But uh, I guess that wraps it up, boys. And and, and uh, are we are, are we all in agreement that no. if the Saints do not win Thursday, they're done. Absolutely. Kevin? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll start shoveling dirt on them, but I'll be very slow about it. Yeah. I mean, because... Yeah, they, 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 they won't be mathematically done, but they'll be, um, they'll be the, they'll be the 90-year-old guy with the family just, you know, signing the papers to pull the plug. Yeah, I know, I know, but, uh, uh, Kevin, we didn't even get into James Bond, but that's a topic we can. Yeah, I know. We can hold off, and that's like an evergreen. Topic. We can we can fight that out in the off season. I just need to write it down, or next week, or whatever. Oh my God! Boy, you you cock tease me, you cock tease the audience. I know. You, you cock tease Dave because Dave was going to essentially have to mediate this fucking thing. Well, the thing this is, Dave, when he started talking, it's going to be great. Well, when he I've never I've never watched a single Bond show in my life. Oh my Too God! Soon. You're not a man. Jesus Christ! We're gonna Dave, get Dave, there's a fun little Dave fact for you. You've not seen Goldfinger? I have not seen any James Bond movie. Sean Connery, uh, the British, the Roger other British Moore. guy, Roger, Roger Moore, Moore, George Lazenby. Uh, no, never seen any of them. The only thing I know is Pussy, is Pussy Galore and Octopussy. Is there anything <laughs> well, about Bond I know? Well, we'll get it. We'll we'll get into that. Goldfinger. <laughs> We'll get into that another time. Dave threw me off when he started talking about Richard Simmons and pubic hair. It threw me, it threw me all off. My nose. Yeah. 
I yeah, Richard Simmons is too big will really get anybody off their game, I think. I, huh? I was off. I, my notes and my strategy and my plan for it's just done. It's done. Uh, but, uh, how, do, how, do, how do a million people not listen to this podcast? I don't, I don't know, know, man. We, 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 crossed the magic, we crossed the magic barrier of 20,000. 20,000 listens? Like downloads and listens forever. But we've been, I know, but we've been doing this for like four years. Well, it's like that's just a combination of the pod. That just That's just the pod beanie. If you throw in the blog talk radio, the number's even higher. But uh, uh, we do about it's, – it's about 3,000 3, a week because I had to up the membership because it was crashing. But, no, that's uh, not bad. No, it's – How can it, we do 3,000 a week but 20,000 total? Well, the no, that – that's uh that's the the little ticker is like um that's people that go to the web they have the people that go to the website and then they have the people that get it through uh right. iTunes and then the RSS feed. Right. So you can get it like three different ways. But uh, I, <laughs> Dave is on a roll tonight. <laughs> uh You know what? You can be on the biggest roll of your life. You have not seen a fucking James Bond movie. How have you not seen a James Bond movie? How you not seen a James Bond movie? You're a grown, you're an American man in his 30s. James Bond is British. It's a fucking action series. It's an action series. We're an American audience. We dig this shit. It's a a British guy. It's a suave dude with the nice suit. He's banging chicks. 50 years ago. You think you'd see one by He's got a sweet right. fucking ride that's got everything. That's everything you want. I love the entire Austin Powers catalog. Oh. Uh, I'd really, oh. really I'd really hate to admit that as an Italian American, I've never seen The Godfather either. Oh, oh! No wonder why you left New York. So Dave doesn't even watch movies if he hasn't seen. Bob- I really, I, I really, actually, I don't. I, I really, my wife and I, we never go to the movies. People are always like, oh yeah, that was this movie. I have no idea. Like, I don't watch it till it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> and even then, apparently, you can't be bothered. On, on my, on my not, television, not like the Netflix, not the Netflix where you, where the DVDs come in the mail. I, I need my streaming Netflix. Actually, HBO. It has to come on HBO for me to be aware of its existence. <laughs> Unbelievable. I tell you what, I just got a new idea for a segment, Ralph. It's called Kevin is Perplexed by Something Dave Has Not Seen. Well, yeah, we could, oh, we could we could we could go five five years could, worth of yeah, shows. Segment will never end. That could be a great uh, that could be a great off season game we could play. We could just name yeah. characters from famous movies and give Dave like fifteen seconds to figure it out. <laughs> you know what else? I that I wanted to talk about that we've never talked about. I always forget to mention this. I am killing it in my NFL picks for the last four weeks. I am fucking killing it. I get at least 10 right each week for the last four or five weeks. Dang. Last week I went 12 for two. Now, this is not against the spread, mind you, so I wouldn't be making much money. But if I was in a pick em thing, I'd be, I'd be absolutely killing it. Yeah, that is. I'm a fucking genius. That is good. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, te- I'm terrible in my league that I have to, you have to pick every game every week. I'm like uh, nine out of 16 people, and they have about six people in there that don't know anything about football. They just click on it randomly and they're ahead of me. So Ooh, the Dolphins, their jerseys are pretty. <laughs> well, I I got my I got my brother in law who doesn't know doesn't know Jack shit Dick, about football. No, you can say Dick. It's cool. He, he doesn't know 
Jack Diddley squat about football, and he has been uh, two of the past three weeks. He's been the number one guy with double digit wins. So wow. number number one stunner. Yeah. So uh, that'll wrap it up, boys. Go to Canal Street Chronicles, the open thread, the game predictions, all of it. You got to go. You know download this podcast and do all that fun stuff but go you know you want to hang out you want to vent you want to make jokes about atlanta uh you do it on canal street chronicles and you get kevin's power rankings which uh are I we're getting that this week don't 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 talk my readers please <laughs> well you know i i noticed that about halfway through he just starts talking about random things and doesn't even mention the team which i actually like you know like the last eight teams that all had to do with james bond movies it was right in my wheelhouse kevin <laughs> I, I give the people what they want. I give the people what they want. You, you, you don't want you don't want me trying to break down a fucking cover two because you know what what, what am I going to tell you? What am I going to tell you about a cover two? I'm not going to tell you jack shit. You know what? You're playing the fast on Xbox. I, right. I can't tell you anything that that goes beyond picking out basic schemes out of a playbook. That's it. That's it. I am a very basic limited understanding of the game of football. I readily admit that. I know a lot of bullshit. He doesn't know what And that's do. what I'm giving you. He does. I am filling I am filling the our audience with the bullshit that they frame. So I think on that note it's a good way to end. We give you the bullshit you crave. For Dave for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Go to go to Canal Street Chronicles. Hopefully the Saints will win, and they'll be 66 when we talk to you next week. Uh, so long, and be safe out there. <laughs>